Hey, Lucas. Hey. You know how they say that there's uh, no laws when you drink a cause? I do. Well, unfortunately, that's what we're going to be talking about this episode. Yeah. Man, that was that was gold right there. I love that. Um, thank you. Oh, my phone turned on. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in on our 30th episode. Um, you know, 30, we think it's a big episode, and we wanted to just talk about the laws and the regulations and bans that are going around the country starting in 2023. Uh, we're going to be talking about US ARC with that and kind of just like sensationalism, like what we can do to just try to stop these laws from coming at us in ways that we can keep smarter and better for the animals that is going to um, hopefully not bring negative attention to the industry that that tends to happen a lot. Nathan, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of dumb stuff um, being posted. Dumb stuff being posted. I've posted a, a tiny bit of dumb stuff uh, that I've done my due diligence of trying to wipe. Um, let's see. Uh, and I came into this at a time when these laws were just being lifted, where, you know, interstate commerce of large constrictors was being lifted right um this is like we we had a good conversation on our last episode with chris mcvicker about some of this stuff and we thought that we would continue it and actually this has kind of been a a topic that has been talked about a little bit over the last few weeks uh on uh just posting smarter and so we wanted to kind of jump on that um before we get into that um if you guys are listening on YouTube, thanks so much for doing that. Like, subscribe, and comment on those episodes. Um, we have the coolest Patreon, I think, in the world. Focus Cube, just jump on there. Uh, we have VivTech products on there. So we have really influential people that are starting to jump on. If you guys want to, uh, that link that's right down below, right? And my finger disappears. But join our Patreon, uh, the Retake Lounge. Uh, you guys won't regret it. A lot of the people on there are about to get some merch soon. We have some t-shirts coming um, that we're really excited for. Yeah, absolutely. That's all all fun stuff. We have a great community over there, just like Lucas said. So, yeah, if you want some extra Retic Lounge content, feel free and hang out. Uh, so let's kind of jump into it, Lucas. So what what kind of started off this year? What What are some of the alerts that we're looking at? Yeah, so I'm going to butch this name real quick, but I think the very first alert that came off this year, that's on the U.S. ARC website. So real quick, before we even jump in, um, U.S. ARC is a great wealth of knowledge for all of the information about all of the bans and restrictions that are going around the country. If you go to usarc.org, you can go ahead and find all the things on there, all the updates. Um, as they come, they put them on there. Uh, and the first one that's on there is the Loudoun County Virginia ban, which was basically a ban on wild or exotic animals um, because of a reaction for someone keeping an illegally owned alligator and it escaped. So ah, the old alligator in the bathtub <laughs> trick. Right. Right. So obviously not a good look for us. Um, as an industry, right? We keep, you know, this podcast is about retics. You got to understand that retics are large constrictors. So even if someone with an alligator does something like that, it, it reflects the entire reptile and exotic species community. Um, what I love about this ban is like there's wording in here um, 
they're defining wild or exotic animals as any live non-human primate. So evidently in Loudoun County, you can keep a human as a pet. Um, so any non-human primate, raccoon, skunk, wolf, wolf hybrid, coyote, squirrel, fox, leopard, panther, tiger, lion, cheetah, bear, wildcat, or wildcat hybrid, crocodilian, venomous reptiles, venomous snakes, um, widows, recluses. Uh, let's see. Scorpions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to actually go through here. Domestically bred or legally, all domestically bred or legally imported birds, um, raddits, non-venomous snakes, non-venomous reptiles, fish. Um, they're excluded from there. So for those of you that have um, legally kept or bred animals, you're not at risk here. But still, it's it's another means of trying to take away the rights for some of these people that keep, you know, lions and things like that. And um, and that are properly permitted. Right. Because this exactly. individual wasn't properly permitted with this animal that was found in the vineyard or some of the other animals that he was keeping at his facility, house, wherever this was. Right. So I'm not I'm not here to be a police and say that that, you know, all of you that keep an animal that's illegally owned in your area should never ever, ever I mean the law says that you shouldn't do it. So I mean that's that's a good good thing to follow right if you're a law-abiding citizen um but if you decide you're not going to be a law-abiding citizen and you're going to keep an animal like that which again no judgment i mean i know there's people out there that keep some animals uh, that I, I think a little bit of judgment i mean, I mean these laws end up affecting us so if anything happens with people that choose to keep these animals illegally it falls back on us it falls back yeah. on the the breeder right. um the responsible falls back on the seller or the owner. Sorry. And yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's all grounds for more, for more legislation to come in next session. Right. And I mean, and I guess that's a whole like point of this podcast and you make a good point. Like, yeah, definitely some judgment there, but I, I guess where I was coming from with that comment is like, at the end of the day, regardless of what you're keeping, like keep it properly. You shouldn't be having these things escape. Like have the locks dig further into the, like do the things that you need to do. Um, I've never kept crocodilians before. I don't know how easy it is for them to escape, but I feel like if I am going to end up keep, keep, keeping a croc or any animal outside for that matter, you better believe I'm going to have the setup to make sure it doesn't escape because that's not fun to deal with. That That's public chaos in an area that might not have this animal there to find out like whatever happened in, in, North Carolina, or even here in Texas with a, a cobra getting loose. That creates chaos for people that don't like snakes. Like, literally, a cobra getting loose in an area where people, you know, generally don't like snakes, it's no different than, like, Godzilla being on the loose. Like, that's, like... Yeah, the happens. news stories definitely drop some hysteria. Right, exactly. Um, so keep responsibly. Um, and keep legally. I mean, really, you know, just do that. Um, I guess the most recent update with that one, um, on February 15th, the most recent update on the US ARC website is on February 15th, there's supposed to be a hearing. Um, I, I don't know the results. Results aren't here on that hearing, but that's that's where we're at with that as far as what we know from the US ARC website. Um, if anybody does know more information, drop it down in the comments. Um, give us some updates if there are some. Well, and by by the time this episode releases, there very well could be an update that gets sent out about 
you know, right. any and all of these alerts that we're talking about tonight. Um, yep. We're just giving you the most up-to-date information that we can recording here on March 3rd. So, Yeah. All right. Go ahead and cover that second one. All right. So uh, a, a lot of these uh, bands that we have coming up after that Loudoun County is uh, traveling uh, reptile bands. Uh, so we've seen some language like this kind of popping up in states all over the United States. Right. Uh, so let's see. So uh, this one is Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut state legislature began on January 4th. Uh, they introduced a traveling exotic animal performance ban again for the 2023 session with some slight differences from previous versions. Uh, the bill's statement of purpose is to prohibit the use of certain animals in traveling animal acts. Traveling animal acts were discussed as a top priority during the Animal Advocacy Caucus meeting uh, held this past December. The bill sponsors and their animal rights lobbying buddies want to expand this in future to include all animals. All animals, not not just your reptiles, not your amphibians. We're talking birds. We're right. talking cats, dogs, anything that you keep as a pet. So let and me... use use it use in some kind of performance in this yeah. case. And I mean, here let me and I'm going to start off with saying this on this first one, this uh, traveling animal ban for you know educational whatever the case may be. I'm going to say it on this first one because it applies for all of them. When you look at the language here, it can be kind of conflicting because a lot of people might disagree with like what, what circuses do, right? Because historically, and I mean, I, I grew up in Sarasota, Florida, which is a major, huge circus city in the U.S. Um, the Ringling Brothers were founded there. Um, you know, the, the Walanda Brothers who walk on the tight ropes across sky, you know, ways and all those things. That That's there from where I grew up. And there's a bad rep with a lot of circuses. They don't treat their animals right and everything. So for a lot of people, you look at this and you're like, well, that's kind of a kind of a good thing. We could go without some of that, which, you know, I don't necessarily disagree or agree with. But the, the thing about all of these is that all they need to do is pass this law. And this law could be bare minimum. But the thing is, the hardest, the absolute hardest part about legislation is to get something to pass. But once it's passed to amend it to start restricting and banning more and more and more becomes easier and easier and easier. And so once you start this like educational or traveling animal ban, that's just the beginning. Like that's that's their win because after that they can start being more specific and it's going to be way easier cuz all they have to do is amend it. They just have to change wording and literature and that's not as big as a deal as opposed to getting a law to sign in in the first place. So that stuff is not good. Um, any of these educational component or traveling bans is, again, just removing a right and taking away the opportunity we, we have to keep these animals. Um, let's see. The most recent update for this one. There was a hearing 10 a.m. on February 27th, which, by the way, guys, if you go on U.S. ARC's website, when they have these hearings, U.S. ARC has a place where you can register to attend them you, they have the you can zoom speak at these meetings yeah they have the zoom links. that's yeah that's that's the point of posting these registrations for the zoom events it's so you can talk to your legislate legislators 
face to face and get your opinions heard. Right. Um, they even have sample letters that you can send to your state legislator. Um, there, there's such a wealth of information that is on US Arc's website that, I mean, I hear a lot of controversy and a lot of people talking about like, oh, US Arc and corruption, blah, all this crap. And I, you know what? Leave that out of it. If you take US Arc's website for what it is, it is by far the most resourceful thing that we have, period. If you look at their YouTube channel and the information that they provide on there, most resourceful thing that we have as Exotic Species Keeper. They have everything there that you need in order to contact your legislators. Um, and they will give you those alerts via your email. Um, so, yeah, there's no one else scrubbing for keywords all day, all night. There's right. no one else sending lawyers to to these hearings and making sure there's representation in the room. Like these, these guys really do have our backs. They do. Um, so yeah, there's a hearing on February 27th. Um, and it was, uh, evidently the fifth item on the agenda. So, um, hopefully there's another update by the time that this releases and how that went. Um, I don't know. No, that was for the New Mexico one that we're going to end up getting to. But before we go ahead and continue on to any other of the other ones, let's go ahead and just pause for a moment so we can get our awesome sponsors in here. Um, guys, for you sponsors, thank you so much for supporting us. Um, SD Identity, uh, Stewart Design, Focus Cube, and VipTech Products, you guys have been amazing and supportive of us. So we'll be right back after this message. Whether you're just getting into retics or you've been breeding for years, the first place you want to visit is Stewart Design. More and more breeders keep showing up at shows, on Morph Market, and all over socials. Sometimes it may feel impossible to get anyone's attention. Stewart Design helps small businesses like yours do big things through brand clarity, helping entrepreneurs to start and scale businesses that are easy to know and love. Their work can help any company or industry, but they've done a ton of work for ours. Stewart Design created the brand for US Arcs, Canova, Reach Out Reptiles, Coiled, and dozens of other well-known reptile breeders. Like many of us, the owner of Stewart Design, Blake, is a keeper and breeder who fell in love with retics. Although Stewart Design does a lot of corporate work, Blake has a passion for working with people in the reptile industry. So, wondering if Stewart Design is right for you? Stewart Design can help if you're just getting started or you're ready to take things to the next level. Maybe you're struggling to stand out and build your presence online or at shows. And maybe you don't want to be like the other guys or get lost in the crowd. You want to make your own way doing what you love. You might just have a big idea and know your business is special, but you need help sharing it with the reptile community. If something here resonates with you, reach out to Blake. Have a conversation with him. To learn more or get started, visit sdidentity.com or call them at 855-SD-LOGOS. Clear brand, own markets, steward design helps create them. If you are in the market for an enclosure for your reticulated python or any other one of your reptiles, Focus Cubed Habitats is your one-stop shop for not only the best looking cages on the market, but also provide amazing features and add-ons to your cages. We partnered with Focus Cubed Habitats because they continue to innovate and change the way we house are animals unlike any other caging company out there. Their cages are designed intelligently and provide the most stylish and secure housing for your animals' comfort 
and well-being. Visit focuscubedhabitats.com for your animal's caging needs. Again, visit focuscubedhabitats.com for some amazing and stylish enclosures. We also want to thank VivTech Products for being an affiliate sponsor of the Retic Lounge. Stop by VivTech Products for the best UV spectrum lighting on the market that will enhance and improve your snake's overall well-being and health. Visit VivTechProducts.com and use the code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Again, visit VivTechProducts.com and use our affiliate code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. All right. So again, like I was saying, we have another animal program ban this time in Washington. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're looking at kind of the same kind of wording here. So, oh, oh, I'm, I jumped back to Connecticut. Sorry. Give me a second here. I messed up. That's okay. I got it pulled up here. You want me to read it? Yes, sir. Go for it. Okay, so the bill title states the intent is to prohibit the display of wild or exotic animals for public entertainment or amusement, and this prohibition is needed for the protection of these animals. The definition of wild or exotic animal includes even commonly kept animals such as leopard geckos, tortoises, corn snakes, sugar gliders, ferrets, and thousands more. Um, These are animal and welfare and cruelty laws. So like... Essentially, there's already laws in place protecting these animals, right? So right now, if these animals are being kept in cruel conditions or they're being exposed out in the public and not being done so well that has the animals' well-being at risk, there's already laws out there that will get these people in trouble. Um, I follow a few people or I've seen on Instagram a few people that will take their snakes to clubs and things like that, like totally stupid and unnecessary bullshit, but these people – do get caught and they do get fined. Um, and in, and specifically in this state, um, in Washington, there's already laws banning this type of stuff. If the animal's welfare is at risk. So I I want to bring up one point that's in a couple of these traveling animal, uh, bands that can be a little bit, bit misleading as well. And that is, uh, the, uh, performing tricks aspect of, uh, the the performance aspect of uh, these animal shows. Uh, anything from eating to following a target is considered a, a, like a performance with that animal. It's not considered a natural behavior of the animal. It's considered a trick. So, right. I mean, this is going to affect, you know, your your middle school that has the the reptile guy come in or scout troop meetings public libraries anywhere that you know animals are being brought to you know just show kids and induce a little bit of curiosity right like that's how i i became obsessed i I was i was in first grade and and um kid in my class dad came in with like what i thought was like the biggest snake i've ever seen it was a boa right um, and that's how I fell in love with reptiles. So I, I, I really like to, to stop that and to just stop educating would be absolutely ridiculous because what's frustrating to me is the reason why people fear things is because people are ignorant about them. Absolutely nothing to fear about snakes, but there's this, 
this um, innate fear or this learned fear of snakes. But if you actually understand snakes, you know that they're never going to come out of a bush and seek you, right? They're, you're not going to go on a walk and the snake sees you for 50 yards and it's going to come slither all the way over to you to bite you. Like, no, no, snake wants to stay away from you, just like most of these exotic species do. Um, so ignorance is what drives fear with the unknown. And if we stop these educational bands altogether, it increases ignorance. So it increases fear. And that's, yeah, it's dumb. Like it, it, it's, it's really just stupid. <sighs> All right. You want to pull us in to the third and final animal program band that we have on our hands this year. Or actually we have two more. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. So, so if you guys haven't caught the memo, it seems like these states are nearly copying the language from each and every other state. I guarantee you, by the end of the year, half of the states in this country are going to have this proposed. I, I, I would put money on that. Um, we're recording this; it's probably not good, but I, I really do feel strongly about like just. I think half of the states are going to adopt this type of legislation and try to do it. Um, I'm trying to see before we move on if there is any. Uh, updates on that one but i don't think there are right they're they're pre-filled in the any, any major State. differences that you see between the other two animal program bands there uh, there were very slight differences between the two we just discussed between connecticut and uh washington yeah so one was more worded in regards to travel ban this one is more entertainment and outreach um but i mean what the way that i see travel ban it's a it's a broader umbrella that entertainment and outreach is under right um so i think they're both tackling the same thing but using different language and one is more broad in connecticut which i think can actually be more dangerous um but nonetheless it's all dangerous uh at least for our rights uh all right the next one after that new mexico um that was one of the more recent ones um, that happened in February and what was cool about the New Mexico one is there's someone that actually posted on Facebook and I forgot who, but someone I, I follow, um, that said that they reached out to their legislator and they got a response and it wasn't the generic response, but it was actually a reply saying, Hey, thank you for making us aware of this. We actually plan to oppose this bill. So that was really cool. That's really cool. I've, never gotten I've never, one of those yeah, off I've, of a us arc email yeah they, unfortunately they, they took a screenshot and they even posted it and i was like oh that's that's at least you know a good sign but um new mexico senate bill 134 sb 134 is another traveling animal act ban with broad sweeping sweeping implications it prohibits using any animal except domesticated dogs domesticated cats or livestock in educational outreach and other programs again for whatever reason, these people are trying to stop appropriate education of animals other than livestock, other than cats and dogs. Why? We're still going to watch Discovery. <laughs> like, why are we trying to not educate people on these animals? I mean, I, I'm asking you. That's not rhetorical. But, like, do you have, like, any, like, crazy reason why you think they could be trying to do this? Other than being dickheads. <laughs> uh it, it's in my opinion funding 
unfortunately, who's who's funding our representatives, who's lobbying our representatives. That's ultimately who gets to draft up language in these bills and hide stuff like this. So uh, we're looking at groups like PETA and, you know, just uh, several other animal welfare groups that don't want you to be able to own an animal. Yeah. Um, so an update on this from February 8th. They've had hearings about this. There was a long debate and a long discussion that took place. And the bill was tabled for a second time, which means that they put it off to the side, but it could return this session, but hopefully that's it for the rest of the year. So, um, I mean, hopefully the third time's a charm and they decide to just ditch it. But, but what really sucks, like in seeing this over and over again, it, I feel like we can never sit back and relax. Like we as reptile keepers, we as retic breeders, we in the exotic industry trade, we, we can't take a moment to just sit back and chill for a second because there's always something popping up. And the same states keep trying over and over again, and it's frustrating. Yeah. And then next we have Oregon, another animal program band. Uh, a band, definitely not a band. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, so, uh, again, similar language in this one uh, prohibits using certain animals. Uh, there's a list in the uh, update that they have on their website. Uh, traveling Animal Acts, which will include educational outreach programs uh, provided by many animal keepers. It authorizes um, the forfeiture of animals used in violations. And then you're looking at punishments as much as six months imprisonment or a $2,500 fine or both and all your animals seized. Yeah. And you know what happens when they seize your animals, right? Um, so. Uh, and you know, I, I mean, it's, it's looking at, at some of the same language. We're looking at performance being added in there, tricks, that kind of thing. So something following a laser or coming to a treat, that kind of a thing. Right. Something exactly. It's, it's again, coming from a broad perspective that down the road, if it passes, they're going to keep narrowing it down, narrowing it down and removing more and taking away more from our rights. Um, so, and this one's a little scary just because the only people that would be exempt from any of these rules would be, AZA accredited facilities, uh, World Association of Zoos and Aquariums, so WAZA, uh, and then uh, the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries. And Not wanna, permitted keepers. You want to know what frustrates me about that? And and this isn't for every single zoo out there, but I've been in so many zoos that the conditions are well below standard, right? That are that are just yeah. not good for animals. Sure, but they're like, hey, zoos, you you could do that. Go for it. You can keep them, but but not the dude that's going to actually keep them right at their, their property. Um, how many, how many AZA facilities, whether they like to admit it or not, because they don't like to admit that they take anything or that they work in conjunction with private keepers. Um, but how many of these facilities over the years have had sec success in their uh, captive breeding programs because of private collections? Right. Exactly. Almost like, <laughs> almost sounded like have had sex with their private keepers. I, I know. I, <laughs> I, I, I caught that as well. 
No, I mean, but and that's, that's exactly I'm being it. serious. We're we're looking at Boland's pythons. We're looking at a, a bunch of other monitor and tortoise species. There's the list goes on of you know what you know even smuggling has done for right. these AZA accredited or WAZA accredited facilities. Right. Um. So the next one is Illinois. Uh, this is a broad sweeping ban on educational animal outreach and other programs with any animal species not native to the U.S. The bill amends the current mm-hmm. laws that forbids using elephants in such acts. Any programs with these animals that amuses, entertains, or benefits an audience. Will I be was big. looking into like, my focus cubed uh, elephant enclosure, so that, that one really puts a damper on me moving to Chicago. Right, man. It's such a bummer. I can't keep my elephant in a PVC enclosure. Um, but I I mean, listen to that wording, any program with these animals that amuses, entertains, or benefits an audience guys, I get entertainment from watching wild squirrels. Like that's, that's, (laughs) you better not look at that animal with a smile on your face, right? Like it's so (laughs) frustrating that, that they're, they're doing this. Um, so the bill's going to ban much more than lions jumping through rings on fire. It bans on taking a Greek tortoise into a classroom for an educational program. Why? Because kids are going to be like, ooh, a tortoise, right? Like, I, 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 we've said this over and over. And, and at this point, I think we just should blow over this because we now I think the information is just valuable to let people know which states and which cities and that this is happening in, but again, just absolutely nonsense that, that these legislators are trying to push through. Um, last one, go for it. Last one. Yeah. We have Rhode Island. This is the most recent. This happened on February 28th. Uh, they are introducing another, uh, program ban, uh, this one would cover all non-domesticated species, live or wild or other exotic animals. So um, that means any animal that's not a domestic animal, including but not limited to dogs, cats, horses, donkeys, and farm animals. Yeah. Anything outside of that, your birds, your fish, amphibians, lizards, snakes, you name it. Right. So... <sighs> So, Rhode Island, Illinois, Oregon, New Mexico, Washington, Connecticut, and Loudoun County, Virginia. So, those are people right now under fire, under attack. Last year, Florida, North Carolina, a bunch of other places, and a lot of those places succeeded. Um, and this kind of caveats into what, what we want to also talk about and highlight is what we can do to not add fuel to the fire. I'm not saying that a, any one of us as an individual can stop any of this because it takes an entire industry to voice, which is exactly what USARC is doing. So number one, if we haven't made it clear, um, be a USARC member. Reach out to any of us if you're not. Um, do things like Chris McVicker does if you're a breeder. Anybody that buys from you, find out if they are a USARC member. If they're not, with that money they give you, buy them a membership. Explain to them why. Um, number three, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Get information on there. Subscribe to their newsletter so that you can stay informed. 
right? So because in information, knowledge is awareness and awareness is everything when it comes to being able to do something. Reach out to your legislators. They have great templates on there on, on UXR's page, but I actually encourage you to try to write something heartfelt because they get probably hundreds and thousands of these copy and paste messages right on how it'll negatively impact you personally or the, the, the community do those things. on all of my emails. I, I make sure to include uh, the, the copy and paste version of what us art provides because it's very well written as well as I add my opinions as right. kind of postscript at the end. And what, if you want to stand out and you actually want them to read it rather than emailing, get that address Send a beautiful envelope that looks different. Write it on old school paper. Like whatever you need to to catch their attention. Do something different to stand out so that you can get that input and that information out there. But outside of the legislation, writing to your legislators, U.S. ARC, there's things that we can really do to just stop being idiots in this industry. And that's to really stop sensationalizing the negative with our animals. And I, I don't think, I think sometimes it can even be a little bit more innocent than that. You can think you're doing something innocent that leads to a bigger situation too. But let's, let's kind of start off with, you know, what we're posting online about these animals. Right. So I want to jump in first to a story I have with myself. I, I, I'll get your opinions on this, Lucas, but I have that video. Uh, I posted a video while I was hooked up to an IV hook, uh, fighting infection in my spine. I had a bunch of time and I was cleaning enclosures, had a little Instagram live and I got tagged on the back by a small tiger reticulated Python. Um, just because I was bobbing up and down in front of her. Now didn't think anything of it. Thought it was kind of funny how I reacted. Cause I just turned around and went, Hey, like, you know, no harm, no foul, but caught me by surprise and posted that to TikTok one day, you know, thought I'd get some views, some, some, you know, reactive comments and stuff like that. Uh, could, but could that you hear video, your, could, could you hear your voice in the video when you said, Hey, yeah. Like I could see how that would be funny and how like I, my nature would be to want to post that because it's like, Oh, this thing just hit me. And I'm like, Hey. Right. Like you, you can almost yeah. see the innocence in posting that. Yeah, sure. And at the time I, I didn't think much of it, you know, I was still only a few years into keeping this was right before my first pairing. So yeah, four years into just raising these animals. Uh, and so posted it on TikTok. it ended up getting bought by a, a viral licensing company and uh, mistake number one, I sold it. Uh, this company has rights to that video forever. It will live on their site forever. And, you know, I just thought, what the hell? Someone likes my video and, and wants to pay for it. Let's, let's see what happens. I'm putting it up for free anyway. You, you got to tell everyone how much do they give you? Uh, so I think I've had, I, I, I still will get royalties paid out until you know people stop buying it but um i think the biggest payout throughout the whole thing i think i've collected like 200 dollars, something like that oh, so okay. it's paid for okay. 
a couple yeah. couple comedy shows and okay. some drinks and stuff. Yeah. So if you guys are gonna try to post these videos to get paid for them for someone to buy them, it don't. I mean, it's not worth it. <laughs> I mean, sure, if you're producing a ton of content, but right. Um. So next next thing that happened with that video is couple months go by you know it, it had been posted to a couple compilation reels on facebook and stuff like that and every once in a while i'd get tagged in it being like hey i think you're in this whatever so not not too bad but then uh one night i'm sitting on the couch a few months later and i get a call from my buddy in florida i haven't seen him in oh six seven years and he goes Hey, I'm I'm sending this video over to you. Is is this you? And he sends me a clip from uh, MTV's Ridiculousness with Rob Deerdeck. Great show, by the way. It's me. <laughs> it's it's a great show. Um, they luckily put me in the uh, category underreactions. Um, and there was the clip of me getting tagged in the shoulder. Right. So nationwide um, exposure. Yeah, so I wanted that clip myself, so of course I went searching for what episode that was. Ended up having to buy the episode on uh, YouTube. Uh, so bought the episode, watched through it. Guess what retick clip I saw before my retick clip pops up? What? On the same episode of Ridiculousness is the retick clip of the lady getting just absolutely nailed in her... Uh, room with the glass aquarium the rats oh in the background gosh. yeah so even though yeah they put me under under reactions haha uh he's he's given that snake some sass whatever i'm still in that same episode with, with that woman the, who, who literally with, with, with the most stupid thing ever on on a national program so yeah, yeah it, it, that that's when i decided i i need to make sure that I don't promote this anymore. Um, let it kind of fizzle out as much as possible. I don't think it's as sensational as that other video, so I don't think it's going to live on in infamy or anything like that. I think it will fizzle out, but it just was a, a an eye-opening experience of what I post can go a really long way. Yeah. Yeah, for like I mean and 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 at the time just keeping, right? And like not not like a big name in the industry. I mean, we're still not, but like, it, like not even on that level. And you're a video that you created and posted still made it to that kind of, um, you know, infamy up there and got a lot of attention and you got to understand. Yeah, I'd love to show you guys the clip, but it's just something I don't want to put out there in any, right. Don't even any need form. it. Don't even need it on the podcast. It's not necessary. Um, because for all of us, I keep these animals. If you've been bit. You know what it's like. If you haven't been bit, you're probably going to get bit. So there's no need for you to see a hundred million videos of it. There's, it's, it's not. It's, it's just a part of keeping. Um, and in I, my opinion, there's only one, like, decent bite, bite video, um, and that's an educational bite video where they teach you the proper or a technique to get that snake to release you. Right. So any educational component in that instance, and you're remaining calm. And you're being an ed and you're educating, you're doing things like that, like not that showing just a bunch of blood and yeah. So I mean, I agree that that brings value, but I also still 
don't really we don't need to flood the market there's there's not there's not a big market for this and if anything even the good educational videos can go a long way against right us like uh, and and i want to say this like i'm talking to some of you that are watching that i know you i'm close with you or i follow you but like the the you know handling your animal and and the whole waving in front of them enticing the bites um and and you know putting your arm and getting bit on purpose and uh, you know and 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 then showing the bite and showing the blood and for what for your and I'm going to be kind of mean here. I'm going to go on Lucas's there, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I want to join in on this one. <laughs> so, so for, for, for what, um, your ego for views, for clouts, tough guy. It. Like you want to show that it's, it's not that big of a deal. I get that that can be also beneficial in some people's eyes, but we also have to look at the flip side of it. Yeah. I, it's, it's again, for what you does it does it drive you does it make you feel good that your video is getting liked i mean there is psychology behind that if you want me to nerd out on my my professional life um yes when you see that like button and you're looking your dopamine's increasing you feel better maybe you have low self-esteem and the only way for you to get your self-esteem is for people to like your content like that happens and that's a really real world thing that people are working through and trying to work on not judging you for that, but like, I'm just asking for you people that are doing that. Just think twice, three times, four times before you hit submit and post that video. Is it necessary? Is it necessary to post a fifth one when you posted four more? We already have big name people in the industry that are doing this daily. There's enough of this content out there that no one is going to change these big people's mind. So why are you just going to keep adding fuel to the fire? Like I mentioned earlier, there's no need to unless you're filling up your own, your own, your own ego, which if, if that's what that, that's keeping a, is for that you. That can be a big, that can be a big part of it. We're in the social media age of reptile keeping. And some people's goal with this is just to get a big Instagram following. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say just, I mean, I've seen some keepers that, our, our great keepers keep some amazing stuff, but all they post is bite videos. And it's for me as someone who is a U.S. ARC supporter and someone who's corrected some of my posting habits in the past just to promote these animals in a better light. It just sucks to see people wanting to build their brand on look at me getting bit by eight different species in a day kind of a thing. Yeah, it's it's. Great. You're getting recognition, but I mean, really, are people going to buy your animals because you get bit? <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm going to buy people's animals because they are, you know, they have good integrity. They have good animals and they're, they're people I respect. And not to say that I disrespect people that are doing this because I respect a lot of people that are posting these kind of videos. But again, just going to encourage you to change your thoughts a little bit. Like, and if it's not to protect us, again, maybe it's just that reflection in the mirror of like, do you really want all the attention on you just because you're getting bit? Like, is that what you want to be known for? Yeah. End of rant. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with your rant of this episode. Yeah. Um, thank you. I, I'm glad you approve. <laughs> um, I mean, other. So how can we show these animals in a positive light? Um, 
educational videos um showing the the calm nature of these animals right everyone demonizes these animals right well at least the i general, mean the general public large constrictors absolutely right so i mean really in any yeah anything with skills sure right so so anything that's people, not a cat or a dog right like like where people start to get a bunch of likes and views on their content it's not from our community it's from the the rest of the community that is 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 you know from the rest of the people that are looking at that content that aren't snake keepers right because we know what what it's like to be reptile keepers um but when it comes to like the algorithms is once we start liking it and it, it starts to the algorithm starts to flow out and you're using reels to attract all these things like imagine using a popular reel to get a bunch of views on a beautiful moment of showing how these animals truly are which is which are not vicious um i can't tell you how many people i've had change their minds on the outlook and the 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 changes that can happen uh of reducing people's fear I mean, for that's what I do for a living as a therapist is reduce people's fear responses with PTSD. And there's no better feeling than getting people to see that something that's an irrational fear is not necessary. Like, it feels good. And if you think that it feels good to get a lot of likes on being bit, I think it could possibly feel better if you get a lot of likes on a very heartfelt, warming, nice depiction of what these animals are. Um I'm going to place a picture of what I enjoy most with these animals. Uh, education, obviously, with Lucas and I has been just huge for us with with keeping and promoting these animals. Uh, but I get to go to every summer uh, and every spring, I get to go to my local reptile expo and I get to take my animals also to the school that I teach at during the day. Yeah. Um, these are just brief interactions, you know, one day or, you know, a couple hours at the most. And I bring these animals out and introduce them to people that have never seen anything like it. Right. Um, maybe not so much at the reptile expo, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's still a unique animal. Um, and the joy that people get from getting to interact hands on with one of these animals, get to ask questions, get to learn about something new is maybe the most rewarding thing we can do with these animals. So I'm just going to have Lucas in, incorporate a couple pictures here of just some of the kids over the years that have been able to hold, hold some of these animals that just look at their faces. You can't deny the joy on someone's face getting to interact with an amazing animal that they've never seen. Yeah. And that kind of stuff is feel-good stuff for ourselves when we post them, right? And people like that stuff because we're portraying these animals in a way that we mostly enjoy them. Don't get me wrong. Keeping these animals has a downside. These snakes can be – they can be grouchy. They can bite. They can be defensive. They can have these crazy food responses. We've 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 shared that information in other animals, right? Is a retic right for you? All that kind of stuff. So we know the other side to it, but what what – what does that do for the general population if that's mostly what we're trying to portray these animals as in that negative light instead of what we love them for, which is, right? Like, 
I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that are adrenaline chasers that, that keep these animals because they might keep them on their toes and they like that, that danger factor. But at the end of the day, if you're buying a captive bred retic, we're, we're very far from the mean, you know, quote unquote monsters that these animals used to have a reputation for. We're very, I, I think, that. I think if you've been in this industry long enough or kept these animals long enough, you've seen kind of those characters come and go though. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a couple locally that I know that, you know, did the retic thing just because it was like, look at this big badass snake that I can have. And then, you know, their collection's gone in, in a couple of years. Yeah. And don't get me wrong for you mainland lovers that love the big animals and you keep them for them being big. That that's You see the passionate guys sticking it through though. Right. And I mean, you see the guys that are promoting these animals in a really positive manner and educating right. people about these sticking it out. Right. Like even if you love the big constrictors, you love them because they're great to work with, not just because they're only assholes, because they're not. Yeah, they're not just a big snake. They're some of the most intelligent animals in the world. And there's so much more the, to them than just being this big show off animal. Right. Um, all right, Nate. I mean, I'm, I'm I think that we've covered a good amount of this. I, I want to give another word. Um to our sponsors, Stewart Designs, if you guys are looking for rebranding, um, great merchandise, um, phenomenal um, guidance in regards to how to separate yourself from the rest, give them and hit them up at sdidentity.com. Of course, focuscubedhabitats.com uh, for the best looking enclosures out on the market who are you know a team, a couple that is innovating and changing the way that cages are built. One of my favorite things that they're doing right now is they have fans being built in the enclosures to circulate fresh air on a timer, which is huge for species like green tree pythons and other type of uh, species that are sensitive to bacteria. Um, and then, of course, VivTechProducts.com. Don't forget to use our affiliate code RetakeLounge23. Uh, you guys have been awesome with your support. Uh, jump on that Patreon uh, click that like button and that notification button. And Nathan, go ahead and remind them one more time about US Arc before we sign out here. Yeah, guys, it's our responsibility as reptile keepers, especially reticulated python keepers, really any large constrictor keeper to be a member of US Arc. So make sure you spend that $10 or whatever it is a year to be a member. That's a right. cup of coffee, guys. Spend that money, become a member. Watch for those alerts. Make sure you're taking action. Attend the Zoom meetings when possible. And just, you know, spread the word. Yep. All right, everyone. You guys enjoy your day. And thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>